Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening okay. to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light your dickhead. We're back for another episode of the Luke and Pete Show. I'm the Pete bit of the Luke and Pete Show. Luke is the Luke bit of the Luke and Pete Show. A little bit later on, in around about 10 minutes, we're going to have a live checking into a flight because uh, oh, yeah. that's what Luke has to do at uh, quarter past 11. Thanks for the reminder. It's really important. We're going to be doing that live. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're recording a podcast. Uh, your, your, your good lady wife, um, she's in an office. She could be doing I, this. I had the book in there, didn't I? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's hand incumbent. over the reins to your emails. It's incumbent. Danger boy. It's incumbent upon me. No, because it's done on my BA app and account. And I'll be honest with you, I can't remember the password. <laughs> so it logs me in automatically. It was just an admin minefield to get anyone mm. else to do it. So I'm going to need to do it, all right? Okay, all right. We'll be doing that in 10 minutes' time. Um, uh, how have you been, Luke? Very well, thanks. Not too bad. Um, can he complain, really? Weather's, get, weather's still weirdly warm. It is, yeah. I keep on dressing like it's winter, but feeling very hot, certainly on the tube. The tube doesn't know what it's, what it's at. No. It's too I, warm down there. I'm about to fly to the US for well, the flight that I'm checking in for, and it's minus two there at the moment where I'm going. Holy moly! What I'm gonna change. I'm gonna pop to Cluj, I think. Are you? Um, a few of my friends a, have been in, there in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, what might for? Be fun. Just the weekend. I've never been to Romania. A few of my friends. Transylvania. Uh, ah, ah. Is it ah, in Transylvania? Ah, ah. It's the capital, isn't it? No. Yeah, it is. The it's the unofficial capital of, of Transylvania. Well, now you've said. Oh, well, now you've said the unofficial. Right. I thought you meant it's the capital of Romania. No, it's not. Which, as we all know, that's Budapest. It's Rome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you going there for? Just for a weekend? Just now? For a weekend. So I'd pop, pop over there. Because um, a few of my friends um, where I used to work, there's an office in Cluj, and they went there recently. Did they have fun? I think so. Oh, 
Never mind. <laughs> I don't really say much about it. So, oh, okay. Which, well, which tells its own any, story. If anyone's got any... Uh, well, actually, it'll be done by the time I... Uh, it'll be... This, this will have gone out. Pete, what can people expect if they're new to this show? What can they expect from you and from I? Um, just, people... A lot of flight chat. Surprising amount of flight chat. We like uh, talking about air travel, um, batteries, um, you, kids' TV shows from the 80s that's going to really alienate anybody from... <laughs> Um, not from these shores. Let's try and alienate like as that. many people as we can, actually. I think so. Let's just jettison. Yeah. Very much like the torpedoes in the U-boat last time, Yeah, we need to jettison for greater buoyancy some listeners. Because I agree. Because we can't soar to the, well, towards the sun. We're sort of doing that anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, people who, listen, who are listening who probably don't care about podcasting other than the fact they like listening to them on the way into work, which mm. is an absolutely, perfectly reasonable uh, place to be in, yeah. um, won't, probably won't know that there's a quite a... Not a sizable backlash, but a backlash nonetheless. Mm. Some wags on Twitter and people who make their um, make their money in their career by being witty mm. and and cutting and uh, making sort of observations and comment commentaries about the state of the world yeah. say that oh yeah, podcasting is you know podcasting is like the back tattoo for girls in the nineties for white men mm. and um, also you know podcasting or as or as we call it two or more white men sitting around a table talking about rubbish. Yeah. Um, why are you recording this? Why don't you just have a phone call with your mates? Uh, we have, and, and, and really, if you could think of the apex of that in, in podcasting world, yeah. it's probably a Luke and Pete show, isn't it? If we want a dic- dictionary definition of underwhelming white men talking yeah. in a room, yeah. we're very much the dictionary definition of it. The only saving grace is probably that at least we built the room ourselves. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. We're not recording it on a Maplin's mic in our front room. No. And also, I don't think... Reviewing we're... films. And reviewing Marvel cinema. And the one... We could do that. R.I.P. Stanley. And we run out of... Oh, absolutely. Or Spike Lee, as he was called in the newspaper. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, I did. Excellent. That Lovely. was very good. Lovely. I enjoyed that a lot. He, I would argue he probably looks... I think probably in my brain back in the day, I probably thought his name was Spike Lee. He looks like a Spike. I know what you mean. Do you not think? Yeah. He, that guy looks like a Spike Lee. Um, it was one of my favourite... Because it was on the front page of a newspaper. Mm. And uh, it's one of those ones where you look at it and you go, oh, yeah, that's funny. It's not quite at the level of my favourite of all time where, you've probably seen it, I'll try and describe it, where the headline is paedophile, something to do with a paedophile, mm. and then underneath it on the big front page spread in the lower half is a bloke mm. with, a, with a camera about something completely different. I think it's like winning wildlife <laughs> photographer of the year saying he's having a whale of a time. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't oh, quite at that level. I love it. it. I think good. it might be. It was. It was. I think it was the Irish Tribune or something that did uh, the, the Spike Lee Stanley confusion. But weren't they the ones who did? It wasn't the Irish Tribune. I don't think it was like the should... Gisborne Herald or something. I thought it was Irish, wasn't it? Was it? Okay, maybe. It was. I thought it was Ireland. It was. Oh, never mind. It might have been the same one. I did remember Stormzy and um, Lukaku? Yes. And Stormzy kicked off about that. But you do sort of. Oh, it's a bad example for getting like upset about. Um, uh, about race blindness and, yeah. and, and people, you know, thinking that other races um, look the same. Look yeah. the same. Um, because Ronald Lukaku really does look like Stormzy. Yeah, yeah. Like you want to go, Stormzy, have you realised you really look like Ronald yeah. Lukaku? Yeah. I know they've run a picture of you in the newspaper yeah. saying it's Ronald Lukaku, but... I mean, it's, at the very best, it's poor workmanship, isn't it? It's poor organisation of your photographs, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Think it's fair to say. I think so. Yeah. By the way, um, have you, did you ever seen that video footage of Stormzy um, stopping a gig to watch the England Columbia penalty shootout in the World Cup, <laughs> which is the most—I mean, which is the most big, like the biggest gamble you can imagine doing <laughs> massively. And then when England scored the winning penalty, obviously the party just blows up. But it could have just got everyone just going, "Oh, 
Oh, great. What are you going to play now? Dry your eyes by the streets. You know, what are you going to play? Incredible, uh, isn't it? Goodness me. Goodness me. First one of the show. I think we'd get on me and Stormzy. Do you? Does, does, does he think loving. that? We're both fun loving. Both really passionate about funding um, underprivileged people to get to Oxford and Cambridge? Correct, yeah. I've started an initiative where they can, uh, where people can um, get a little leg up to go to Dumont University. I've read about this. Is it to do with uh, raising money for them so they can pay their library fines and therefore graduate? Yeah, exactly. But apparently, um, there's a picture of me uh, at Dumont University opposite the Student Union. Um, my friend said he'd seen it. Didn't take a picture, though, the twat. I, I remember seeing a picture of you on a bus shelter for De Montfort University. Mm. Uh, and look, I'm, I'm opening myself up to criticism here. I would say, on average, you are better dressed than me. Okay, right. I'm going to put it out there. You've mm. got a look. You stick with it. It works for you. You look good most of the time. Right. I sometimes may joke around in polite company saying you look like a provincial hypnotist or whatever, mm. or yep. you know, a rejected Doctor Who mm-hmm. applicant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, you've got, a better, you've got a better look than me and it works. But, and it is a big but, in this demonstration, lie. In, no, <laughs> no other brothers can deny that when you were on that bus shelter yeah. at De Montfort University, as held up as a graduate to to aspire to, yeah, you were dressed badly. Dressed badly. The hair was not your best hair. The hair was in between stage, kind of trying to grow it out. And when we went to Johannesburg, I found a kind of it was like a circular kind of hair dryer. Dried hair from within, rather than sound like to you to buy on. A, a, a gadget. Well, I didn't. I stole it. I stole, oh, it, I stole it from Johannesburg. Same plug, so right. easy. Um, and and yeah, I was using that. Um, I was using that quite a lot. And I'd made like a car. I'd given myself volume, which I don't usually have. It's gamble. That's a gamble for it's a, a gamble. photo shoot. That yeah, huge. Anyway, huge. and the most unfortunate thing. You're not the first person to be dressed in a way that you're not happy about mm. with bad hair on a bus shelter. Mm. But the unfortunate part of the entire bus station advert. In big size, yeah, was underneath. In my line of work, image is everything. No, um, is it? Um, no, presentation is everything. Oh yeah, sorry, presentation, presentation is everything. everything. Because I'm a presenter, you see. That's yeah, why, where, where they've got that on the radio. Which I'm fairly certain I didn't say that. Um, Did not. And uh, yeah, not good. I'd love to. Good. I'd love you to probably just... find. I think you still find it online that picture. Dreadful. That's that. That, that was your version of my mold and sea salt. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Where you did the mold and. Is yeah. it New Malden or Malden Seas? No, New Malden is a New place Mal- in Surrey. <laughs> well, what's the difference? <laughs> well, it's spelled differently, and one's a place or one's a product. Uh, yeah, but I thought Malden might be the place where they got the sea, where they got the salt. I don't from. think so. Uh. New Malden is in Surrey, we famously landlocked county. So <laughs> it seems unlikely. You get, oh uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, never mind. Yeah. Um, maybe that's where they refined it. Maybe possibly. it is. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, what I was going to go on to say about um, certain backbiters in the um, media commentary community, mm. was that at least we're not the type of people who say, we've been doing this for 12 years, and now everyone's come along and taken it from we're, we're We're happy. Yeah. We're having a great time. <laughs> Join us. Have a great time with us. If you don't want to, you don't have to. You want a story about a U-boat? No? Well, go somewhere else then. Yeah. Well, well, listen to cereal. And also, by the way, go and have some cereal. Have some cereal. Imagine not wanting a story about a U-boat of that nature that you heard last time around. It had everything. It had shit. An exploding had, toilet. An exploding toilet. It had torpedoes. It had um, batteries. It had a man who weirdly owning up to it. <laughs> yeah, who weirdly <laughs> owned up to what happened. Um, so do you want to include that in your report? Well, I basically scuttled the ship because there was a toilet malfunction. Yeah, a couple of people are dead. <laughs> uh, I've been captured. I'll see you in a bit. There should be no system that allows you to flood your own toilet. Any on a U boat, there just shouldn't be. 
No. It's gone round down the U bend. Yeah. The old German army. Would you? Would you? If you joined the navy, mm. so was your old man ever a submariner? No. Would you ever do it? Would I what? Go be, in a, be a submariner? Um. Yeah, probably. You don't have any claustrophobia issues. Nah. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm in here, aren't I? I'm in, a, I'm in a box in a, in an office. Well, this is a moderate. This is bigger than most people's flats in London. This studio. It's, it's bigger, bigger than, than your flat. flat. Bigger than my yeah. flat. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, you, you can't be close to... We talked about phobias a bit before. What, um, what is your, the phobias you sort of most identify with? Because you probably don't have one. You don't want to cheapen people's genuine phobias. But what's no. the one you most identify with? Uh, the only one I can really think of, as we've spoken about before, is the ankle thing. I just can't... I don't like ankles getting rolled. And I know that's probably not an official phobia, but because I've done it a few times myself, I know how painful it is. And it's just oh. seeing people roll their ankles or, or women on really high stilettos that when they walk down the street, they're constantly falling off them. I'm like, oh, oh, oh God. Oh, you're going to roll your ankle. <laughs> Do you remember when I saw that video of that golfer popping his ankle back in? <laughs> you hated that, didn't you? You hated it. Fucking dreadful. <laughs> You'll find me on most nights in Soho running on the street going, Madam, no. <laughs> yeah. People Save think you're some sort of pervert. Save your ankles. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, let's get out of here. Oh, let's not get out of here. Let's, let's get out of here for a break and come back. Here. I've got an email. Claustrophobic. Pete, I've got an email about a blow dart shooting in New Mexico coming oh, up. Oh, let's have a bit of that. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes 
investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Oh. I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening Sorry. to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. She's going to report me for saying bugger, you know. Oh, just wait till I see your mother. You're in real trouble. Oh, I say, wait, you got to go and see her. Then tell her this bugger-shaped fuck she fucking sphincter. Fucking sphincter. Do you know what happens every time we'd make some of these shows? Mm. I think to myself at the beginning of the record, oh, I must get on to Pete and see if he can get some new uh, advert jingles. Mm. And then I hear that one. And that one's going nowhere. Don't need it. Don't need a new Don't one. Don't need it. when that's the, the headline one, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> right, do you want a blow dot email or do you want to go first and we'll do a blow, blow dot email in a minute? I'll do the blow dot email and you can check in your flight. Yes, Peter. <laughs> Good man. Appreciate that. Right. Chris has emailed in. If you want to email in, it's really simple. It's at hello at lukeandpeachshort.com. And this is from a place called Macedon in uh, Australia. Sounds like an extinct dinosaur. Yeah, or just a shit Macedonia. Um, on the subject of crazy travelling tales, mysterious man in Nicaragua, trapped in Croatian toilet, I thought I'd tell you a they're story... They're two separate from... people, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd tell you a story from Weirdsville, USA, otherwise known as Roswell, New Mexico. I drove past there. Um, I didn't. Uh, somebody else drove. Um, now, my fiance <laughs> and I were only passing through as part of our six-month road trip around North America, unlike the horde of geeks, conspiracy nutcases, and general freaks that are drawn to the place. After an afternoon spent at the International UFO Museum and Research Centre, which we found very hawky, but the people watching was very interesting, we decided to head out for dinner at Boring Old Applebee's, the only place uh, in walking distance of our motel. The dinner was uneventful, but it all went weird on our short walk back to uh, short walk back to our motel. As we were walking, I caught a glimpse out of the window. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, as we were walking, I caught a glimpse out of the corner of my eye uh, of a white van slowly pulling alongside us, with the passenger window winding down. I didn't think much too much about it and kept walking, but a few seconds later, my fiancé suddenly cried out in pain. I looked at her in surprise, then noticed what looked suspiciously like a dart sticking out of her leg. I quickly pulled it out and realised it was a blow dart. Well, Mad. I assumed it was, as I'd never seen them actually in real life. I'd only seen them in the movies, like in the opening scenes to Raiders of the Lost Ark. At first, we couldn't figure out what had happened, but realised we'd been victims of a drive-by blow dart shooting. This is crazy. <laughs> This is crazy. The shooter must have been the van passenger, although we never saw what happened. And by this stage, the mysterious white van had long since gone. We called the police, mainly as we worried about some kid uh, might get one in the eye. I half expected Mulder and Scully to show up, but disappointedly, it was only regular Roswell City PD. They were surprised as we were at what had happened, but unfortunately, I could provide them with no leads. Mysterious white van being a pretty ordinary witness statement. We were a bit concerned that the blood dart might be poisoned, as it would be in the movies, but luckily, there were no further symptoms. What a horrible situation for you to yeah. go through, uh, I'd be, be worried about sort of the 
that it was that there'd be a reason for it to happen, right? So there'd be some sort of like poison tip to it or something like that. Yeah. Oh, have they just rubbed it on the back of a tropical frog? <laughs> Pathetic work, isn't it? We attempted to get the hell out of Roswell first thing the following day, although in another bizarre twist, we woke up to find it heavily snowing, which I didn't think it was possible in November in New Mexico, and this delayed our getaway. We vowed never to return, and I advised the good listeners of the show not to visit uh, either. As far as I know, they never caught the bastards. Anyway, I love the show and keep up the good work. Cheers, Chris. I don't even know where you would get a blow dart. Yeah. I mean, spe- I mean, I can sort of imagine where you'd get like a child's one or something. No, like, why would kids have blow darts for crying out loud? Yeah. Because they're those, like, things with the fur on the back, aren't they, to, to get a bit of purchase as it goes down the old... Uh... Well, like an arrow. Yeah. A quiver? Not a quiver. A quiver. quiver's where you hold it, isn't mm. it? A flight, mm. I would say. A flight, Very definitely. Weird. It's just, it just gets sort of... Um, I just don't know in America why you would need a blow dart where you can clearly administer um, darts with guns. I don't know. Seems a bit strange. I, I tried to, when I read that email. I tried to look up if um, if it was rare to get snow in New Mexico at that time of year. Uh, well, yeah, I, that's that's the most interesting part of the email, isn't it? <laughs> but I was uh, I was sidetracked. Oh well, never and, mind. I never got around to it. Um, here's a quick email uh, from a man who who was that email from? Chris. Joe. That was a really that good email, Chris. Good, uh, we've got another one from Joe. Loving this one. Um, hi guys, big fan of the shop. After enjoying the many compelling and often peculiar stories you guys share, I fancy chucking a mysterious one on the Lugan Peak storytelling campfire. Having embarked on an expedition in the Soviet Union's Ural Mountains in uh, 1959, a group of uh, nine young hikers were found dead under extremely mysterious circumstances. <laughs> I just I've say, seen... I genuinely thought he was talking about himself then. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, it's funny because when I was in the Ural Mountains in 1959... <laughs> I found nine young hikers dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've seen this story before and it's I, fucking I, fascinating. I think based on that opening gambit, I think I might have as well. Is it about people being found in the tent with no teeth and stuff? Yeah, wacky shit. Um, Once the uh, group of nine were reported missing, a search and rescue team was dispatched only to discover a horrifying and inexplicable scene. The group's tent was found damaged, having been cut open from the inside. The tent still contained all of the nine group's members' belongings, including their shoes. Uh, Nine sets of shoeless footprints were found in the snow, all leading to a nearby forest about a mile from camp. At the forest's edge, the first two bodies of the group were found dressed only in their underwear. Branches on a nearby tree were broken up to five metres high, suggesting that someone had attempted to climb the tree. The other bodies were eventually found, four of which were further within the forest. One body was missing their tongues and eyes. Uh, Another had massive blunt trauma injuries to the skull. It was concluded that the six group members had died of hypothermia and three of fatal injuries. The reason for the group fleeing their camp in such a mad hurry remains an unsolved mystery today and has been uh, dubbed the Dialat... Sorry... Dyatlov uh, Pass incident. Uh, there are many theories of what happened, ranging from the group uh, getting caught in a secret radioactive weapons test to an attack by a Russian Yeti or a nearby tribe. Although there is probably a logical explanation as to what happened, this mystery sends shivers up the spine and certainly gets the mind wondering. Also, uh, don't ask how you know why a tent was cut open from the inside rather than the outside, as I have absolutely no idea. Uh, and he attaches a photo of the tent, and it's all very chilling. Thank you, Joe. Uh, what, I have read th- about this. What, what do you think? I mean, because people will invoke things like, this is exactly... Well, maybe not exactly, but this is partly a good example of people talking about Occam's razor, right? Yeah, you know about Occam's razor. Mm. So the in in a in a in a variety of options about how to explain mm. explain a situation, invariably the simplest is true. Yeah, packer bears. Yeah, but... packer bears. People were walking up when they were um, in their tent, and it was you know what tents are quite like the, the sleeping bags and stuff can get a bit hot, so you probably are going to be in your underwear. Um, they were walking by a bear. The bear had a little chomp chomp and hurt everyone. Well, no, so I was just going to go on to say mm. probably aliens. Yeah. I was thinking like a, a gas that um, created like some kind of mania towards them. Like they just went a bit mad and sort of all ran around and then they got eaten by bears. 
Yeah, could be. There's definitely a bear involved somewhere. Could be. <laughs> it's it's a, quite a famous incident. Now you've read mm. it out. I, I used to have a book called. Um, what was it called? Unexplained Mysteries or something? Mm. A big sort of hard cover book. Um, it sort of said lightning. It sort of said all kinds of uh, explanations. And it was included. It was included in that. I don't. Know, fascinating I, story. It's kind of unnerving me that you've got a um, hat on, by the way, Luke. That says um, it's got the number forty-seven on the bridge of the hat. Right. Um, and I've been playing a lot of Hitman Two, um, and forty-seven is the name of the main guy. And I'm worried that you might be a secret Hitman. I'll take it off. <laughs> Sent to kill me. Oh, that been, is some hat hair. I've been rumbled. Oh, that is solid. Hat hair. Do you put um? Do you put product in your hair? Look how much hair I've got from a man of my age. Look please. how much hair I've got. Give it a big old like. Was it around like a like a big afro? Yes, oh. that's a better look. I think. I think you you suit a bit of volume. Thanks, mate. Um, <clears throat> I said I suit you suit a bit of volume. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, what about this, Peter? From... Have you checked into your flight? Yes, I've done it. Yeah, thanks yes. For that. Um, Covered. I've actually um yeah I've done it. Um, what about this from Joe, Pete? Uh, did you have you got any flammable liquids? Are you bringing a lithium-ion battery onto uh, the flight? Firearms. Are you checked it in firearms? Yeah, fireworks. Corrosives. Yeah. Mm, um, any of that? Some uh, endangered species. <laughs> uh, entire thermos of shark fin soup. <laughs> when I came back from uh, Zimbabwe, you know, like they always sort of say, "This is the one thing they ask you: Have you been to rural Africa?" They always are like in most airports. Right. Have you been to rural Africa? You have to declare. It's like I spent a whole week in rural Africa. I stayed on farms in farmhouses. All I was doing was putting my feet through elephant shit. That's all to, I was you doing. You have to declare that. Though, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't. In, uh, <laughs> in the US, they ask you if you've, I think, been in contact with farm animals. Yeah, as well. And they or because um, foot and mouth's back in Scotland, isn't it? Oh, really? I didn't know that. It's either foot and mouth or Christopher Yakov disease or just mad cow disease. It might be mad cow disease, actually. Being well, that, is, that is CJD. That's the same yeah. thing. Well, isn't that the human component of it? Yes. Absolutely right. So Bovine spongy former. Everyone knows oh, yeah. about that. Yeah. Spongy. Um, yeah. Um, what about this from Joe, Pete? Um, we know we talked about parental lies. Yeah. Those are people who... Those... Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Tell me lies, tell me, tell me lies. Lovely. Bit of Fleetwood Mac. I um, Mac. enjoyed soft the, rock cocaine enthusiast. I enjoyed the <laughs> I enjoyed the reluctance that uh, Andy Brassel and That's an Alan Partridge line by the way. Is, um, the um, I enjoyed the reluctance that uh, Andy Brassel and um, uh, Horncastle Horncastle had when you were kept on breaking a song in the recent on the continent. No, Horncastle loves it. Every now and again, no, he, he lo- was mate, very reluctant. He to get loves involved. a sing song. He's worse than me. Does he? Yeah, he was. He sounded reluctant every he time. Sounded like you're bullying him. No. Well, but that might, you, bully, you bully him all the time. That might be the case. You bully yeah. them more than you bully me. It's just I nice to, to see um, someone getting a bit. I had to. <laughs> what you? What are you going to yeah, yeah, form some sort, some sort of union? Some sort of union. My Hornzo loves a sing song. Uh, Brassel, not so much. But Brassel's yeah. music knowledge is almost as good as football knowledge. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, but um, what were we doing on Wednesday? Doing a bit of walking in Memphis. Yeah. Did you? You were talking about Nirvana's Go Away. Uh, no, um, um, Santa's um, Apprentice. That was Brussels. But you know, um, oh, what was I going to say to you? We were. Oh yeah, I've made an absolute dick of myself on the continent. I've been getting pelters on Twitter about it. Oh yeah, what was what this about? Well, for some reason, I don't know why. And it might. Someone must have told me this, and it must have been wrong. But I haven't questioned it. Right. And it's remarkable this hasn't happened more on the Luke and Pete show. Cause we've done a hundred <laughs> of these, and no one's brought it up anything up. Is that I don't know, and this is going to sound ridiculous, mm. but even by your standards, Donaldson. Right. And you do sometimes drop a clanger if you don't mind me saying. Um, we were talking about Der Klassiker, which is the German game between Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich. Yeah. For those of you who aren't football fans listening. And 
and obviously that's a mimicking or a, a mirroring of El Clasico, which yeah. is the Spanish game between Real Madrid and Barcelona, mm. and the Super Clasico, which is River Plate, Boca Juniors. Yeah. They've all got Classic or Classico or Classico yeah. in them. In, in France, it's Le Classique. Yeah. For some reason, it, Portsmouth v Southampton, El Clasico, right? <laughs> for some for some reason, I thought that in Spanish and in Germany, in, in German, that Classico didn't translate to Classic. It translated to Derby. Derby. Did you think that? I heard no, because I heard that on the show. Oh, okay, right. And I was, I thought you were making a joke. No, I wasn't. That's right. how bad it was. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. that's a bit of a. And can you imagine a classic car? Can you yeah. imagine the type of sandal wearing? Literally you, Lily literally, literally you, pinko lefties, dweebs, football nerds in their mum and dad's bedroom with a poster of Shea Guevara on the you. wall, if going, there's... going. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you hear what he said? Look, if <laughs> like Luke, that. that's, you do that on the podcast. On if Twitter. anyone makes a fuck off, you're always you're in there like a shark, like a bloody shark. Well, all I can say, Peter, is working with you over the years. I've had enough fucking practice, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> Let me do this email about parental Wonderful. lies. All right, we did a we had a bit of a thread a while back for people who are, who haven't caught up yet. Um, or haven't gone back that far about lies that parents told their children mm. to get them to stop being shits, basically. Stop being shit. Like, you know, stuff like, oh, um, you can't have your 14th chock ice of the day because when the the um, ice cream man goes past and plays the music, it means they've run out yeah, of ice cream. Yeah, yeah, All that yeah. kind of crap. Here's a twist on it from Joe. It's not a parental lie, uh, Pete. Mm. It's a grandparental lie. Oh. It's a grandparent lie. We don't know how old this person is, so their grandparents might be the same age as our parents. But it was the point is the administering of the lie was done by the grandparent, not the parent. Is that true? That's what it says according to this email. Mm. Hi guys, been enjoying the emails about fibs parents told their kids, which they blindly believed, and it reminded me of one my grandma right. used to tell my siblings and I when we were very young, which in fairness to her was actually very good. She told us all that when you lied, a black spot would appear on your tongue. Oh. We believed this, and it reaped great dividends for her, as whenever someone had misbehaved, broken something, or stolen from the treat drawer... Oh, treat an entire drawer! That'd have been me. Um, she would simply ask us if we'd done it, which, of course, we'd all deny. Then she would ask us all to show our tongues, and without fail, at least one of us would not want to show it, thinking the black spot would be showing, uh, and realise you know, we'd give ourselves up. That's such a good idea. There you go. What, um, what treats did your gran have out? Um, we used to... Oh, well, mate! I'm fucking pleased you asked this right? because this is just reminding me of something epic so my granddad just celebrated his 87th birthday great mm. guy uh, love him to bits brilliant he's really funny I t- he's the one I told you about when I, showed, I, w- I made him watch Jurassic Park with me have I mm. told you that story um, he'd never seen it before right and we watched it, watched it at Christmas what a treat what that. a treat for if you've never watched yeah. Jurassic Park before and he got well into it right yeah it was brilliant he well, was he's, like, he's a mower of course he does no, he was, he's a Watson actually he's my mum's side oh, so, okay. anyway he was well into it right uh, this is a, this is a sidetrack story. I'm sat there with him in the living room. He's one end of the sofa. I'm the other end of the sofa, mm. and uh, it gets to the point of where all the power cuts out in Jurassic Park, right? Mm. And he just—it's the most part of my favourite ever memories of him. It's like <laughs> the most perfect thing. He's really into the movie. He's about 83 at the time. He looks over to me, looks at the screen, looks back, and just looks at me with like a terrified look in his eyes. Just goes, "It's going to be a bloodbath." <laughs> 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 anyway so he was in the army for years but when he, he left the army he uh he got a job delivering um for a baker yeah and we then found out that he was you know in in a really british way essentially the most corrupt man in the town <laughs> because he would he would go to oh the local independent cinema be, become mates with the manager mm. 
chuck him a couple of loaves of bread yeah. so, and all that kind of stuff and a few cakes. And as a result, none of my family ever had to pay to go to the cinema again. <laughs> and he would do the same with the guy who ran the greengrocers. Yeah, and he yeah. would just basically do that. Anyway, he worked his way up and became a director of um, British bakeries, right? which I think I'm right in saying held the dis- distribution deal for Mr. Kipling. Nice. So ask me again what was in my grandparents' treat drawer. <laughs> Just a lot of Mr. Every Kipling. Mr. Kipling cake you can think of. Really? Ask me now why I'm three stone overweight. <laughs> even fondant fancies. All of them, mate. Oh, even the mince pies at Christmas. I'm talking champion. Bakewell. I'm talking mighty white. I'm talking oh, fondant bread, fancies. Bread, Bakewell then. slices. Angel slices. Manor house, which was my favourite at the what time. Was manor house? Like a big fruit cake with sugar on top. <laughs> right. All of them, mate. That was me. <laughs> oh, that's magical. Great stuff, You never it? went short for a bit of cake or a bit of bread? Not that one Nan's house, no. no. I think my mum might have stopped at uh, getting delivered to our house. My mum used to get really small, tiny Danish loaves, they called them. Oh, yeah. Um, presumably, because oh, no, it started yeah. in, uh, in the north of Europe. Um, tiny little wee... It was, it was quite adorable, and they made some good toast, but I, you don't really see them very often anymore. I think I, people demand to... a bit more uh, of their bread. So, um, con- continuing the um, the breaded goods dynasty in my family in a mm. slightly different way. For a while, I was working in the bakery section of Safeway mm. as a kid. I got farmed round to every department in Safeway. You must have been like royalty. No, they hate me. Like, no, you can. I'm the I'm the, the grandson of British bakeries. Ted. All the older guys in Safeway um, knew my granddad. <laughs> and so they would say and one of them did say this is before I was old enough to really understand it was only mm. later on all this stuff came out that one of them always used to say oh Les your granddad he's trucky and a box load of monkeys and, like, <laughs> and basically make out that he was just this right man about town but isn't that about isn't that like um, isn't that kind of how you get a chairmanship that's how you kind of become you, you kind of keep I on think going he was only like sales director or something yeah just being you know just being, a, being a bit tricksy he's a very affable chap like, yeah, he's, yeah he's, people, people do like him yeah Maybe uh, that's where you you came from what was I going to say you asked me a question what was it, it oh, was the, oh yeah the, 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 the little Danish loaves I remember because mm. I used to handle the delivery it was an awful job because you used to, used to have to start I think you had to start at six Ugh. and so um, obviously get all the bread out because the shop opened at eight and take the delivery in or whatever and those little Danish loaves were definitely a part of it. But the problem with those is that the actual slices are very small. Mm. So you're not really getting much out of that unless you have a smaller appetite, which has never really been my thing. <laughs> <laughs> never really been my bag. Grands no. eat so little. It's insane. Um, if you want to get a Disney show, hello at lukeandpeeshow.com. It's really simple. Send us your parental lies, your grandparental lies, your bakery stories, your granddad stories, your corruption stories. <laughs> you know, you're getting into the cinema for free stories, anything. Uh, and we'll see you next time. It's been a bloody pleasure as always, Peter. Did uh, you ever do that thing at the cinema where you ran from one screening to the next? You just run into the other yeah, cinema? Yeah, people used to have a scam going on where you buy one ticket, stand in the cinema all yeah. day. Our local wasn't a multiplex though. No, we never had a cinema. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. 
Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in wizard duels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard duel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>